0: Listening to a podcast from Light FM.
1: The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good morning. Asha's away on leave, but on Monday Motivators today, we managed to catch up with Kevin Grievous before Asha went on leave. He's an amazing writer, director, actor, comic book creator. You know him as the character Raze in the Underworld movie franchise, where he also helped create that entire world. And there's so much more to him. You've explained to us a little bit about how um, you started off in actual sciences, moved on to then to get onto the movie sets. Do you remember that moment that you actually realized that you could make a living doing what you actually loved? That's a tough one. Mm. And the reason I say it's tough is because there's a difference between when you come to the realization that this is what you want to do, you know, and now I can make a living at it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, those are actually two different questions. You know, I guess when I wanted to do it, like I said, it was the Spike Lee thing. Mm -hmm. But then there was a moment when I was in seminar, you know, which is like a, a, one of the graduate courses. I was, you know, writing a screenplay while I should have been listening to my genetics professor. (laughs) I said, I was like, you know what? I think that's a sign that this is now no longer for me. You know, even though I was still, like I said, working in the field, I said, no longer for me. So then it became about getting out to Hollywood and trying to pick my way through. And then I guess when I got my first commercial, because I didn't come out there to be an, an actor. I came out there to be specifically a writer. Mm. But... You know, I remember I got a commercial and it was interesting because, you know, you've been struggling, you know, paying your bill, like living check to check. But I did this commercial and I think I was on set for two hours in front of the camera for 20 minutes and made $60,000. And I'm like, oh, you know what? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, there is a living. There is a living to be made. Right. There really is. Hmm. And so trying to get there you
0: did the mass and the mass was good and that was the end of the story <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but you are an anomaly a massively brilliant one that goes <laughs> from you know uh, well,
1: vo-
0: oh, <laughs> voice acting right voice acting you've got black beetle and then you've got you know acting then you've got writing movies comics directing how do you sort of manage yourself to be able to juggle and do all of these different
1: things? I actually don't think it's that difficult. And that's not because I'm special or whatever. I think a lot of these industries or disciplines dovetail into one another mm. and one informs the other. And so it's just a matter of, OK, for instance, I had I, I knew once I got in the industry that if I can use these, this term or this phrase, I had to diversify my free of Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I said, one thing can feed another. And so here I am trying to be a writer, but, you know, I saw that, okay, well, you know, I have a certain size, a certain look, a certain sound that might be apropos to another field of endeavor within the entertainment industry. So, and like I said, one thing feeds another. So I got small parts. Mm -hmm. Now I also realized, in getting small parts as an actor, you can get better small parts And made more money as a stuntman. You see what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Yeah. And so since I played football, I've been, you know, somewhat athletic. You know, I started, you know, weightlifter, you know. My thing was, okay, I can use that in order to get on certain movie sets. Like, I remember there was stuff that I auditioned for that I didn't get, but I got to the stunt department. And got a better <laughs> role. You see what right. I'm saying? Yeah, um, right. So, you know, you start looking at that, it's like, okay, so this is how that works. And then they hear you speak. Mm. Well, that means that hey, you know, maybe you could do voiceovers as well. Mm. And if you're gonna be a writer, there are different mediums. Started writing a novel, you know. Uh once I did Underworld, you know, and I'd always been a comic book collector, Marvel came calling and was like, Hey, would you like to write comic books? Well, okay. Yes, <laughs> you know, <intuitively. laughs> and so I started doing that. And then, of course, video games follow, you know, mm-hmm. so I've written a couple of video games i have been on staff for video games. And then, of course, animation, you know, doing animation writing, you know, mm-hmm. created a couple of animated series uh, that got bought but never produced, you know, so you look at stuff like that and it's like, I'm not going to say it's not difficult, but You know, you don't have to struggle to get into these mediums. You just have to go ahead and do it and they fall Mm -hmm. into your lap as a consequence of other things that you're doing. So that's what happened.
0: How do you handle the inevitable rejection or criticism or negative press or or pushback from someone whose sort of work has got to be agreed upon by Maybe studios or funders or from, you know, the press looking at your stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean, take the go with the bad. And one of the things that I've uh, heard from colleagues, you know, other directors and producers, they say, don't read the reviews mm. you know, or, or rather don't listen to the reviews, mm. even the good ones, because it's not that they're not real. It's, it doesn't matter when it comes to getting your next job, because the industry is so immensely subjective that you can't say who's right or who's wrong. It's a matter of taste. And that's what you go on. The, the, what matters is whether or not you can get another job, whether or not you're learning your craft, whether or not you're on an upwards creative trajectory. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to get. That. Yeah, yeah. I remember I had an early partner tell me, uh, oh, what makes you think you have the talent? Mm. And you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, you know, it's like I haven't heard of them since. Right. you know what i'm saying and so the thing is you don't even look at stuff like that i mean you know you have to use it as jet fuel you know if anything but you can't let it become so combustible Mm -hmm. like that it gives you ton of vision or makes you perpetually angry or whatever use it as fuel but just enough to give you a boost you know not not enough to cause this raging fire within you that makes you angry at the world And look a certain way And all that stuff That's that's crazy That's foolish Let's talk about the future You've got this upcoming project You've launched a Kickstarter for it Tell us more about it Yes, yes, yes It's called Gentara uh, Rise of the Gen And it's a story that I've had in my head For quite some time And it's about a Washington DC police detective Who sadly is terminally ill with cancer And until she finds out That she is a member of an ancient race of Gen Who look at her As their leader and you know now she has to kind of balance this newfound power does she reject it outright or does she succumb to its dark passions you know and being corrupted by the power things like that and so it's this kind of moral interplay with how she deals with her new status quo. And, you know, we like to see how she comes out on the other side. So we're trying to push that, you know, hopefully get a movie deal out of it. But it's a really fun story.
0: I just love the fact that you've put it on Kickstarter because Mm. that's another thing where you've gone, yes, I can do it this way. Maybe you could sort of like speak about that because is that a conventional way for someone like you to sort of...
1: I think it's fast becoming that way. One of the difficult things about... Being in the film industry, well, I should say a creative industry, you become privy to the behind the scenes shenanigans Mm -hmm. and you realize that there is this staunch corporatization that exists where, you know, you thought you could do this or you're going to do this once you get in or that doesn't work that way because the corporate mindset is such that they don't really care about creativity. They care about the money to be made. You see what i'm saying yep mm. you know and, and i kind of get that but i think in this modern age what it does is that it it can ruin the integrity of the creative piece that you're doing mm. and i'll give you a uh, i just you know just a small example in another field growing up uh my favorite cookie was fig newtons were fig newtons oh well the fig newtons that they make now taste nothing like the fig newtons mm from the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. they've changed the recipe you know the modern patrons they don't know the difference yeah. but for us old school guys we know and so it's kind of like okay well this is cheaper it's cheaper to make now blah 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 yeah this, it doesn't taste as g- good but so what who cares we're still making money and that's how i think uh, the creative industries are too Unless something or someone or some trend comes along where well, they can't mm. But, you know, the way it works a lot of times is that the support mechanisms that go into maintaining these creative franchises or whatever, oftentimes they're carried aloft by people who were never fans in the first place. They're just there to do a job to plug in the numbers and get an outcome. And that's it you know that's what you have to deal with
0: you've also got a new movie that you're about to start shooting do you want to tell us about that
1: it's called shurika you know we're not there yet but you know we hope to shoot that next year it's uh, it's kind of a cool thing i'm into i don't want to say i'm into martial arts but i like good fighting <laughs> mm-hmm. <Okay. laughs> and good action and it's about this half japanese half black fashion model uh, who is a fashion model That by day and a ninja Vigilante by night I oh. love it and, uh, that, <laughs> Shuriken makes kinda, sense yeah. It's like the shuriken right Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Nice yeah, Exactly Yeah so So, so that's kind of cool You know I, I'm happy about
0: that That's so you exciting know? Well hopefully we can kind of Get you to do a, a Stop by down this way For uh, for a bowl of noodles Or something <laughs> um, Oh hey,
1: yeah, yeah, And you know most definitely
0: Awesome. There are many adults and kids out there who have you on this pedestal for everything that you do and, and and what you are, what would be your advice to someone who perhaps uh, isn't anywhere near Hollywood to sort of like follow their dream and make it happen like you did?
1: Uh, you know, I think you have to realize that nothing is impossible and to put the Lord first, you know, and all these things will be added unto you. So what you have to do, if you're given a gift, uh, whatever it is that you want to follow your dreams, I don't care whether it's watchmaking or being a doctor or whatever, uh, it can be done. But I also think you have to realize there they're all going to be, you know, peaks and valleys, highs and lows. Hmm. And the key is, you know, to put your hand on that yoke and not look back, you know, and keep going.
0: You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.